0: With so many religions in the world, why do you think only Christianity is true? This is a question that you will get, and you can see why someone would ask it. There are a lot of religions in the world. One source cites 19 major religions, so think about like Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, etc. And these are divided into 270 subgroups. In total, there are about 4,300 different religions in the world. Have you really studied them all? And if you haven't, then what are the odds that you just so happened to stumble upon the only one that's correct, or even the best option, or even a good option compared to all the others? So when you think about it, you can really see why we need to address this. This is Worldview Legacy, the show that helps Christian men become the worldview leaders their families and churches need. My name is Joel Sedeckes. I'm a pastor by training, and I launched the Think Institute and this podcast in 2019 to help you, the Christian layman, to build a legacy where you, your kids, and your wife will be able to confidently articulate the answers to the questions the world is asking from the Bible, and you will see Jesus change lives. As you share your faith. So, with all the religions that are out there, how do you know that only Christianity is true? Being able to answer this question will do a few things for you. It will help you share your faith with non Christians in your life, it will strengthen your own faith as you reflect on why the Christian worldview actually is true, and it will enable you to pass on the Christian worldview to the younger generation as you teach your children not only that Christianity is true but why Christianity is true and why only Christianity is true. So if this is a question that you have been asked before, you're going to want to listen to this episode all the way to the end. And if it's a question that you've been wondering about yourself, this episode is for you too. And if you haven't been wondering about this question, but now that I've told you how many religions there are in the world, and now you're wondering, you're going to want to hear this episode as well. This is for you too. Specifically, I'm going to answer, Why you don't need to investigate every religion in the world in order to know that Christianity is the only true one. Also, why if Christianity is true, no other competing religion can be true. And what are three ways to investigate religions and why they all presuppose the truth of Christianity. And finally, what are 10 reasons to believe that Christianity is true? Hey, if this is the kind of question that you want to get answers to, or you enjoy discussing, I want to tell you about our free community. This is the group where you can join together with 545 others who are on the same journey that you're on toward building that legacy for their families. You're gonna get solid answers from the Bible to the questions the world is asking. You're going to get healthy pushback and discussion to sharpen your own views. And you're going to get stuff to help you better grasp the tools of theology and philosophy in practical terms so you can know how and when to use them and you can pass on the faith to the younger generation. If you want to join a fellowship of people that are connected together to share ideas and skills and practical help, then you're going to want to listen to the end because at the end of this show, I will tell you more about how to join the group and what it's all about. So stay tuned till the end. So let's dive in. Now, this is a challenge that we need to handle honestly, because taken at face value, it's a decent one. It's a pretty good objection. How do you know that Christianity is true? And if true, how can you know that only Christianity is true? Could there be another religion out there that's also true? How would you answer this challenge? So in this episode, I'm going to give you 10 reasons to believe that Christianity is true. And I'm going to explain how, if Christianity is true, and it is, why that fact eliminates all other religions and competing philosophies from the running. So step one, first, we have to recognize the impossibility of Christianity being true and another competing worldview or religion also being true. And this one's pretty easy to establish because Christianity makes exclusive claims. What it says about God and the world and humanity is unique among the world religions and philosophies and systems. I'll give you an example. John fourteen six says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You've probably heard that verse countless times. It's Jesus speaking. And what he's saying is that if Christianity is true, then God is God the Father, that's talking about the Yahweh of the Bible, and Jesus Christ himself, God the Son, is the only way to God. So if Christianity is true, no other religious system can be true, because it would have a false picture of God, and it would have a false, untrue way of getting to God. So really, the only question here is, is Christianity true? Now, before we provide positive support for the truth of Christianity, think about this. How would we go about investigating this question? You know, how would we prove that a religion is true, one religion or another? Well, we could examine the world's religions in three ways. The first way is using logic. We could search them for contradictions. Do they teach anything that violates the laws of logic? Two, we could investigate them scientifically. What are the scientific claims they make about the world? And do those actually comport with the way the world really is? And then third, we could look at their moral teachings. Do they teach things that are good or do they teach things that are evil and immoral? If you follow the teachings, will you be a better person or a worse person? Now, judging their logic and morality is going to require us to have a standard for logic and a standard of morality. And that standard... Those rules for logic and morality, they're going to have to have certain attributes. One, they can't be made out of matter. Matter is physical, and these rules are non-physical. They are propositions about the world and about proper conduct. They are descriptive as well as being normative. So they can't be made out of matter. They never change, so they're unchanging. They're true everywhere for everyone, so they're universal. They're objective. They don't just exist in your mind or my mind, but they're true out there, outside of our minds. They're knowable. So a standard like this for logic and for morality makes perfect sense in the Christian worldview, but not without the God of the Bible. The reason why is because the God of the Bible has all the same attributes. Without God, why would you assume that logic is real or that logic has these different attributes? Because logic is a series of propositions And propositions are mental entities. They belong in a mind, but they're not grounded in your mind alone or my mind alone. I don't have my own logic and you don't have your own logic. So for logic to be objective and universal, it has to be grounded in a mind, but that mind can't be a finite human mind like yours or mine. As a Christian, we're like, absolutely. Logic is grounded in God. It makes perfect sense. We believe in logic. But for a non-Christian who doesn't believe in the God of Scripture, There's no reason to assume that logic or the laws of morality are even a thing. Now, what about science? To investigate scientific claims, you have to assume certain things at the outset. You have to assume uniformity in nature, that the future will be like the past, that you can do an experiment on Wednesday and then do it again on Friday. And if the conditions are the same, you'll get the same result. Or I can do an experiment in Spain and that I can do the same experiment in South America, and I will get the same result if the conditions are the same. Uniformity in nature. Not only that, but I have to assume or presuppose that there are physical laws that remain consistent over time. They must be unchanging. I have to assume that the mathematical principles that I'm using to make my calculations are unchanging. One plus one always has to equal two. Okay, these all make sense in the Christian worldview, but not... Without God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ holds everything together by his powerful word. Well, if you take Jesus out of the equation, what are you left with? A world of chaos? A world governed by a capricious God? Furthermore, we have to presuppose the possibility of induction or inductive reasoning. This is when you come to a conclusion about the whole based on a limited set of facts or experiments. You have to assume that unobserved cases will be similar to observed cases. If I drop a bowling ball off of 10 buildings and it falls every time, I can assume that on the 11th building and the 12th and the 13th, that bowling ball is going to fall. Why would I assume that? Because I assume that unobserved cases will be similar to observed cases because I can do inductive reasoning and nature is uniform, and there's consistency in these laws over time. Now, without God, why assume any of this? Why assume logic? Why assume morality? All of these presuppose the God of the Bible. They make perfect sense with God. And yet there's no consistent, sufficient, rational basis for these things without the triune God of Scripture. So logic, science, and morality. If you have to presuppose those preconditions in order to investigate other religions, and those only make sense in the Christian worldview, then you've already answered the question before you even start your investigation. We call this the impossibility of the contrary. You can't imagine a scenario in which logic, science, and morality are not real. And because of that, you have to presuppose the truth of the Christian worldview before you investigating other religions. Again, we call this the impossibility of the contrary. Christianity is true. The contrary is impossible. So this is our first reason for believing Christianity and no other religion is true. The impossibility of the contrary. Now we've reduced the unbelieving position to absurdity. So now we're going to invite the unbeliever inside the biblical worldview for the sake of argument, and we're going to look at it from the inside and see, are there positive reasons for believing that Christianity is true? And as we're going to see, yes, there are. There are nine more reasons. So here they are. The Bible says so. You might say, that's cheating. Well, as Christians, the Bible is the foundation of our worldview. Now, if we said, the Bible is my foundation, but I believe in Islam or I believe in Hinduism, that would be silly because the Bible doesn't teach Islam or Hinduism. The Bible does teach Christianity. So we're starting with the Bible as our foundation, and the Bible just so happens to teach Christianity as being true. So saying the Bible says so sounds very basic, very simplistic at first, but it actually is a perfectly acceptable answer. Because remember, if you reject the truth of the Bible, you can't make any sense of logic, morality, or science anyway. To even ask the question is to presuppose the truth of the Bible and the truth of Christianity. So next, creation itself testifies to the God of the Bible. When we investigate the world, we find that the world looks exactly as one would expect it to look if the Bible and Christianity were true. Scripture itself testifies to this truth in passages like Psalm 19, 1, which says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And Romans 1, 19 and 20, which says, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Next reason, the impact that Jesus has had on history is exactly what we would expect if the Christian God entered the world. You want to know more about this? Go back and listen to my episode with Jay Warner Wallace. He talks about how to establish the importance of Jesus, even when you're talking with someone who rejects the truth of the New Testament. No other human being has had a greater influence upon art, architecture, science, education, culture, literature, even other religions than Jesus Christ. Next reason, the composition of the Bible, how the Bible is put together. This is totally unique and amazing. The Bible, we call it a book, but really it's a library of 66 different books written by 40 authors in three languages on three continents with one unified and consistent message and zero true contradictions. The magnificence and beauty and unity of the Bible is what we would expect if God wrote a book or a library of books. Next reason, the miracles of Jesus. The miracles of Jesus— could not have been done by a mere man. Even his enemies recognized this. Look up John 3, 2 and John 9, 16. The miracles of Jesus proved who he was and that his message was true. Even Jesus himself said, if you don't believe my words, believe my works. Next reason, Jesus fulfilled over 300 Old Testament prophecies. The odds against this are astronomical to the point of being statistically impossible. Reason number seven. Okay, next reason. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead proved his claims and established that God approved of the message of Jesus Christ. Nowadays, a lot of Christian apologists point to the resurrection of Jesus as a conclusion that we should reason our way to based on evidence. However, in the Bible, the resurrection itself is the proof of the truth of Christianity. So Paul uses it as proof that God's going to judge the world by Jesus Christ in Acts 17, 31. So the resurrection is the proof. Next reason. The Christian message is unique among the world's religions. Every other religion says some version of do this and live. The gospel says God did this for you. You couldn't do it. And finally, reason number 10. This is a very subjective one, but if it's true for you, you can use it the personal transformation that I have experienced from knowing Jesus Christ. There are countless members of other religions who are going to say something similar Oh, being a Buddhist is maybe a better person, that sort of thing. But I'll tell you what, that doesn't change the fact that Jesus Christ has indeed had a very profound impact on the way that I live on the way that I treat others on the things that I want and desire and the things that I believe are important, how I spend my time, my whole life, how I disciple my kids, The point is not here to say no other religion can positively affect a person's life, but rather, this is what I've personally experienced, and it is exactly in line with what the Bible says that I should experience. My life is being sanctified. That's what the Bible says would happen. So that's a good reason to believe. If this is true in your life, there's nothing wrong with giving it as a reason. That's called personal testimony. There's nothing wrong with it. Even if you don't expect it to be very convincing, there's nothing wrong with it. So now you know, why don't you need to investigate every religion in the world in order to know if Christianity is the only true one? Because Christianity makes exclusive claims. If Christianity is true, no other competing religion can be true because the claims of Jesus and of scripture are so exclusive and so all encompassing that any other religion being true would negate Christianity. Christianity must be either true or false, and if it's true, no other competing religion or philosophy can be true. All right, we also talked about what are the three ways to investigate religions and why do they all presuppose the truth of Christianity. We said you can investigate them logically, scientifically, and morally. And logic, morality, and science presupposes the triune God of Scripture and the truth of Christianity. So you have to presuppose the truth of the Bible and Christianity in order to even investigate whether Christianity or or any other religion is true. And then we looked at what are the 10 reasons to believe that Christianity is true? And I'm not claiming this is an exhaustive list, but I think there are 10 good solid reasons. We talked about the impossibility of the contrary. The Bible says so. Creation testifies to the God of the Bible. The impact of Jesus on history. The composition of the Bible, the miracles of Jesus, the fulfilled Old Testament prophecies, Jesus' resurrection from the dead, the uniqueness of the Christian message among the world's religions, and my own personal transformation from knowing Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to learn more about this and more about any number of other questions about how to live a Christian life and how to build a worldview legacy for your family, then join the Think Squad group now. Now is the time. To become the worldview leader that you and your family and your church need you to be. Just open up Facebook and search for Think Squad. That's T-H-I-N-K-S-Q-U-A-D. Answer these short membership questions and that's all it takes. So thanks for listening to this episode of Worldview Legacy. I also want to give a shout out and a big thank you to my apologetics students at Tech, the homeschool co-op where I teach. They were the first guinea pigs for this talk. This episode was produced by yours truly, Joel Sedeckes, and is a production of the Think Institute.